When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why is your boy hype? It damn sure ain't because the week is about to begin. Because it ain't like I get weekends off. But I got my man Bart Scott in the house. Christine is in the house. Subbing for Molly who needs a day off. I mean, my goodness, it's just so much to take first thing. But here's the biggest reason, ladies and gentlemen. I'm hyped and excited. That big boy in the middle right there. D. Woody. Damian Woody. In the house. Going off all week long. But that ain't the reason. Look at that suit. He is sitting in my chair. He's got on a suit. He's got on a crispy collared shirt with a tie. It's iron. It's not wrinkled. The brother's looking sharp. This is the Stephen A. influence. Affecting Damian Woody of all people. It's a special day. It's a special day, ladies and gentlemen. You know first takes in the house. Woo! Let's go. Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome into First Take. Christine Williamson here, filling in for Molly. We've got Stephen A., we've got Barb, we got D. Wood. And D. Wood, I was going to say something about your suit, too. You look really clean today. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's why I said it earlier. Christine, it's good good to see you as always. Can I start off today's show by diming somebody out? Can I do that, D. Woody? Can I do that, Boss Scott? Go ahead. Okay. Let me tell y'all something right now. This damn Molly, okay, is (laughs) off for the day. Off for the day. Uh Do you know... I got a call this morning at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 a.m. West Coast time, wow. because she wanted to talk about what 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 should happen on today's show. I like what? I said my I said ain't you supposed to be off? You you interrupted my sleep for that. You, get out of here. Sometimes That's it's Molly. hard to take a That's day Molly. off. Sometimes it's I, I, hard, I, I, hard to let, remove let, yourself from work. I, I, I'm going to change my damn number. She call, I'm going to change my damn number. She <laughs> called me again. That's ridiculous. It's, <laughs> and, and she ain't here. But waking me up. Oh, Dang let's go. Let's All right, uh, we got a big weekend of football. <laughs> Let's talk about it, uh, shall we? On Sunday, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills will welcome the defending champion Kansas City Chiefs to town for a divisional round showdown. The Bills are on a six-game win streak, including their wildcard win against the Steelers. But the Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes is 7-1 as a starter against teams that have won five or more straight games. Also, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens welcoming C.J. Stroud and the Texans to Baltimore. Jackson, one of two remaining starting quarterbacks that have played in the divisional round of the playoffs and have not won. Baker Mayfield is the other one. All right, Stephen A., I'm going to start with you on this one. Who is there more pressure on to advance, Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen? Are you starting with me? You start yeah. with me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, I mean, I mean, that, that, that is apropos, I must say. But let me say this to y'all. <laughs> let, me, let, let me say this to y'all. It, it's got to be Lamar Jackson. It's got to be. I mean, the, the reality is, is that Josh Allen has been in an AFC championship game. He's been to a couple of divisional playoff games. 
He's played lights out in a postseason game. We know what he brings to the table. It's not that he doesn't have to perform. It's not that he's devoid of pressure because we understand this is the Buffalo Bills. It's Bills Mafia. Um, it's the only thing they got going in Western New York as far as I'm concerned. And when you look at it from that standpoint, you have to recognize he has pressure, but not like Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is a former league MVP. He's about to be a two-time league MVP, which will make him the ninth person in NFL history to pull that off. And then you look at his one and three playoff record, um, considering the season that he's had and the expectations that come with it. I'm just looking at a couple of numbers here, guys. One and three playoff record. He's only averaged 13 points a game in these playoffs. 56% completions, 225 passing yards, three touchdowns, seven in the t seven turnovers, five interceptions, five total fumbles, two fumbles lost, sacked 19 times. When you think about those sacks, it ain't all on him, of course. It's on the team and the level of protection they provide. But nevertheless, considering how they improved the roster, you got a new offensive coordinator in Mark and has shown what he can bring to the table. You know you have exceptional coaching in John Harbaugh. You have a culture that has been lived up to. Bart Scott, you can speak to that a hell of a lot better than any of us when it comes to the Baltimore Ravens you see that the fabric of who they are is firmly intact. If Lamar Jackson is intact and is doing the kind of things we've grown accustomed to seeing him do, there is no reason why the Baltimore Ravens should not be representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. And so when you look at it from that standpoint, with you being the number one seed and the road to the Super Bowl having to come through Baltimore, the way Lamar Jackson has looked and what have you, this is not the time to wet the bed or be something less than what we know you are. And that's where the pressure comes from. And I didn't even bring up the bag, the $260 million he got, all right, that they paid up to him and what have you. You got to get it done. Yeah, but who got the bag first, Stephen A.? That would be Josh Allen. And you talk about what team's window is open a little longer because Lamar Jackson is newly paid. He got that new money. Then his window is a little open because he doesn't, he's not going to be suffocated or suffocating the team from the weight of that contract and that salary cap hit. When I'm looking right here at the uh, salary cap estimated next year for the Buffalo Bills, it's negative $43 million. That means that he's going to have to start saying goodbye to some of those players. Gabe Davis is going to graduate out of the program. Von Miller hasn't lived up to the expectations coming back from the injury. You know, Michael, uh, Michael Hyde, Poyer, all these guys are aging themselves out. The Baltimore Ravens are young, likely, um, Owe. Um, a do, uh, a Jobu, right? You think about, you know, all these guys are young. So they, I understand that it is some pressure underneath Lamar Jackson to, to deliver. He's been hurt the last two seasons, hasn't been able to finish, but he's has more individual accomplishments than Josh Allen. You talked about him being a two-time MVP. Josh Allen has, has fallen. We thought this was going to be Josh Allen's MVP to lose year after year, especially after that great performance that he put in Arrowhead when he lost, you know, the game after giving up a, a touchdown with 18 seconds to go. So for me, Josh Allen, because time is of the essence, because he's about to have to start saying goodbye to some mainstays in that in this window. And yes, he's one of these guys that the window will open up again and he'll have another window. But with this group and right now, this is the last chance. This is the last shot you for them. Lamar Jackson just getting started. Yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Lamar Jackson. And Stephen A. brought up some brought up some really good you know points as far as Lamar Jackson concerned, the contract, the fact that he's probably gonna be the two-time league MVP and all that. But you know, Bart, let me let me talk to you. You, you know where I'm about to go with this mm -hmm. one right here. When we talk about 
winning in, in the regular season, the, the whole point, what, what's the number one goal mm-hmm. that you try to do as far as a postseason concern? Get, the number, try, get the number seed. one overall seed because we know, and the Kansas City Chiefs have been, you know, been the team that's kind of showed, you know, showed this whole whole thing mm-hmm. is that when you have the number one seed, more than likely that's the that's the easiest path to get to a Super Bowl. And so when I look at when I look at the Baltimore Ravens, the way they performed thus far, how they dismantled, you know, all these, you know, the Detroit Lions, how they dismantled the San Francisco 49ers, mm-hmm. all of that has led to them getting the number one seed. We've seen the additions that the Baltimore Ravens have added, it's particularly on offense. We've talked about in the past how the Baltimore Ravens Primarily because no of the lack of lack of weapons offensively, mm-hmm. that's kind of been a hindrance as far as Lamar Jackson and, and him taking the next step as a, at the quarterback position. Well, we've seen Lamar Jackson take the next step at the quarterback position as far as mm-hmm. the passing game is concerned because of the weapons Top that, Monty, that, that GM plus. Eric DeGosta has brought in for Baltimore. So when I look at the Baltimore Ravens, everything is lined up for them. <laughs> everything. I think we can, we can honestly sit here and say the Baltimore Ravens are the best team in football. They are the most complete team in football. And if you go out here and you lose to a rookie quarterback, and we know well, C.J. Stroud is, is a dog. But if you go out here and lose to the Houston Texans in a divisional round, that would be a huge that would be a huge setback yeah. to what the discussion that we're going to have as it relates to Lamar more Jackson. To advance. But the 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 question is no, what? more pressure to advance to the conference to the conference uh, uh, round of the playoffs. To the conference to the finals of the Super Bowl yeah, yeah. Or, or the Super Bowl appearance. Let me say this to both of y'all, uh, Bart, because you'll appreciate this. Let me just throw out a couple of numbers, a couple of pieces of stats for you that I researched going on. First of all, he would be the 10th in terms of multiple MVPs, assuming that he wins it this year. Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Brett Favre, Johnny Unitas, Joe Montana, Steve Young, Kurt Warner, and Pat, Patrick Mahomes are the nine quarterbacks that have gotten at least two league MVPs. But I'm looking at this. Fewest teams point per games in playoff starts since the 1970 merger. Andy Dalton at number one with 10.8 points per game. Steve DeBerg at 11.8 points per game. Lamar Jackson at 13 points a game. And so I'm looking at it from that perspective, and that's the third lowest playoff passer rating, 68.3 over the last 20 years behind only Andy Dalton and Rex Grossman. When I see numbers like that and I see stats like that, right, that doesn't tell the whole story. But, Bart, you know this. Mm-hmm. It will for Lamar Jackson in, in, in the eyes of critics and cynics. If for some reason they go out there against Houston this week, by the way, a Houston squad that a lot of us thought was going to go down to Cleveland because yep. of Cleveland's defense. And their defense – was a huge story. That's something that we ignored with Joe Flacco and the Cleveland Browns offense. Houston's defense showed up. And this cat, D'Amico Ryans, the former defensive coordinator in San Francisco, kind of knows what the hell he's doing. And so I look at it from that perspective and I say, wait a minute. If you sit up there and you game plan against Lamar Jackson and you're successful to the degree that's similar to what other teams supposedly have been successful with against Lamar Jackson – Boy, Scott, that's going to be a problem, bro. That's going to be a problem. And, well, we know the underlying, um, you know, the underlying message behind why it's a bigger problem for Lamar Jackson. But I'm just saying, Josh Allen, time is of the essence for them and this, this squad. And we're, we're trying to talk about measuring progress. He's been to an AFC championship game. The next step is for him. He was supposed to be the guy that was supposed to create this um, – 
Tom Brady, Peyton Manning type of matchup, right? And he let Joe Burrow come and kick him out of the contest, right? right. And now he's at home where Orchard Park is supposed to be the place where he's supposed to be able to win. And now we're going to see Patrick Mahomes well, on the road for the first but, time. But, well, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on D. Woody. Only last point, and then I'll let you go. Um, Josh Allen's playing against Patrick Mahomes. Lamar Jackson's playing against a rookie. Mm-hmm. Let's not ignore that. Let's not ignore that. Let, uh-huh. let, let, let's, not, let, let's not ignore the possibility, and it better not happen. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I don't believe it's going to happen. I love me some C.J. Stroud. He's a stud. I think he's a few. He's a superstar mm-hmm. to make it. But I think if Lamar Jackson goes out there and gets outplayed by a rookie, that's a problem, Bart. It that's will a problem, be. D. Woody. Yeah, yeah. And listen, I think the, the, the other point that, that was brought up was Josh Allen's been in the AFC Championship mm-hmm. game. We've seen Josh Allen ball. When Buffalo lost the game, it wasn't because of Josh Allen. It wasn't because of Josh Allen in that epic duel, you know, duel between him and, 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 um, you know, and Patrick Mahomes. So we're talking about a guy, Lamar Jackson, who, again, more than likely is going to be a two-time league MVP, and he has yet to have an AFC championship appearance. I think that the, he's been with, with, for the last yeah. two years, though. Well, so but, we I'm, I'm, but, here, but I'm saying too. everything is set up for the Baltimore Ravens right now. Why do you, you the way you played in the regular season? You went out here, you earned the number one seed. Okay, you earned the number one seed. If you go out here and get upset, a lot of the noise that we continually hear about Lamar Jackson is only going to get louder. I can say that. Okay, uh, let's move this conversation forward. Do you think, Bart, I'm going to ask you this. I know you said there's more pressure on Josh Allen, but do you think it's Super Bowl or bust for Lamar Jackson? Not yet. I know he promised a Super Bowl, but that window is still open. Like I said, like this is a young roster as well. When you look at that defense, they replace a lot of mainstays over there on defense. You know, Owe, they, you know, Ajobu. These guys, uh, these guys are like first and second year guys on that side of the ball. You know, Kyle Hamilton is in his second year. So I think, listen, they have an opportunity to still continue to build and get better. And I think this would be a great learning experience. Like I don't think it's a mandate that he wins the Super Bowl in his fourth year. I think if he does, it puts him in rarefied air. I think he closes the gap on a guy like Patrick Mahomes as far as saying who's the better player, right? Because he'll have two MVPs, he'll have, you know, one Super Bowl and he'll be one behind Patrick Mahomes. And I think that whole narrative that you can't win a Super Bowl with a quarterback like Lamar Jackson, a guy that they consider a dual threat run first quarterback. Now he's changing that narrative. I think that changes a bit, um, but I still think that it's more pressure on Josh Allen simply because this team is old. And you know how it is when, when that team gets to the end. We were part of a team that was an older team that we knew we had to win. Now that, that creates more pressure than a young team that thinks they get more bites at the apple. It doesn't guarantee that they're going to get more bites at the apple. But I'm saying that they're going to have more time because they're not under the same constraints as far as the salary cap to be able to build on this roster. I just uh, I find myself a bit distracted, uh, number one, because I don't agree with you. But number two, and more importantly, because I'm just looking at D. Woody in my chair, just suited <laughs> down with the pocket square. What I'm can just, Brown oh, do for you? I'm just so proud right now. I mean, I'm he, just he with the Stephen A. Stephen A. influence. He don't even, like, because, because Stephen A's not here, he don't even see all the intricate shirt. details yeah. on it. But you know, here, but here's my point to Stephen A. See, you spent so much time in L.A., and by the way, I do envy you for spending all this time in L.A., that you really haven't peeped out your boy in the suit game over the past, I don't know, month no, I've been or so. peeping it. You know, I've been, yeah, I've been I peeping it. You, I don't think I've you've been, really been, been peeping, peeping it, it dog. I, I've, been, I've been peeping it, but, you know, okay. it's not – 
it's not sitting in that chair. Because, see, that chair has a different standard. That chair has a different standard. And so you're living up to the, to, to, to your problem in the chair. Okay, look at the map. Look, okay, look, yeah, look, I mean, look at Biggie. I mean, look at Biggie. Go ahead, I mean, Biggie. Like, that, like, that's what I'm talking about right I mean, there. That's cool right there. I'm doing okay I'm over here. I'm very impressed. I'm doing I'm okay over here. The standard has been elevated and stuff like that. Uh, right, uh, up uh, until, uh, right, right up until the moment you showed them damn sneakers. But no, 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 no. Let me tell you about these shoes, okay? These are custom made from Italy, okay? So let's like the shoe game is on point here, okay? The shoe game is on point. All right? So let's not get it twisted here. Let's not get it twisted. All right? Let me get to my point. Let me get to my point real quick. Lamar Jackson, it's not Super Bowl championship or bust, but it is Super Bowl appearance. You got the number one seed. The road to the Super Bowl comes through Baltimore. You're about to win a league MVP. You got the personnel in place. You haven't thrown the ball to an all-pro wide receiver in your career till this season, okay? You're looking at the weapons that you have available with a new offensive coordinator, and the defense has lived up to a standard set by those who came before them, including Bart, the Ray Lewis's, the Ed Reeds of the world, the T-Sizzle, Terrell Suggs, and all of those boys. There is no excuse not to get to the Super Bowl if you are Baltimore. Winning, there's no shame in losing to San Francisco if indeed you get there and that's your opponent. But you need to at least get there when you're the number one seed and you're a reigning league MVP, which we expect him to be. Go ahead, D. Woody. Yeah, I'm just going to echo again what I said earlier. You, you, you go out here, you have a dominant regular season. You've do, you dominated some of the elite teams that we have in the National Football League. You go out here, you earn the number one seed. You're the most complete team in football. And you're about to be a two-time league MVP. If you don't go out here and you can't get past the divisional round, that is going to be a huge indictment. Anyway you slice it, I know you said we talked about the, the Baltimore Ravens are a young team. You know what's going to be talked about if the, if the Baltimore Ravens right. don't get well, past the Houston Texans. We got to get ready to go. We ain't letting Josh off the hook, but it is what it is. We got to get ready to go. I just want to make sure for clarification purposes, you know, uh, uh, D. Woody, it's like I don't have on a tie today. The shirt is fly, but there's no tie. <laughs> here's, here's the reason, D. Woody. Uh, you know, I've been summoned to Port Charles for, for the soaps, General Hospital. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and I got some tape in the day. And one of my scenes mm. is me on a date. So I had to, you know, I had to just. Did, did, okay. Did, did, hold, on, did, wait, hold on. So we're going to see. Did you we manscape? We're going to see the other side of Brick. Here we go. We're going to see the other side. You know what I'm saying? It's a little something, a little something. <laughs> You don't want the tie. You don't want the tie. You don't want the tie, Bart Scott, because you don't want to be okay. looking formal. You know, you okay. going out on a date. On, is it on a first show. date? So, is it a first date so, yeah. on the show? Something like that. You know, they, okay. they wanted to they wanted to bring the Mac out of brick, so I had to. You know. Is that why you've been working out the way you have? <laughs> yeah, well, that, that, is, that is one That's of the reasons. That's true. I mean, I might have to take my shirt off. I, I might have to take my shirt off eventually. I can't have that. I can't have that, d You better not be looking yeah. like Apollo Creed under there with that taco meat. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> better manscape that, son. That, that, that's not accepted in the 2000s. I know, man. I know, right? I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's, let's leave that conversation there, shall we? 
Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Thanks so much for listening to the pod. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. All right, let's talk about those Cowboys. On Wednesday, Jerry Jones announced that head coach Mike McCarthy would be back for fifth season as the head coach. Dallas, of course, was coming off of a disappointing wildcard loss against the Green Bay Packers, which led to speculations that McCarthy could be replaced. On Thursday, he spoke to the media about how he still believes his team could win a championship. Take a listen. We have an unbelievable fan base, uh, and, they have, and they should be frustrated. Um, uh, we're extremely disappointed. Uh, disappointed for them, uh, disappointed in our performance. Uh, but my, my message would be this: uh, we, we we have established a, a you know a championship program. It's just not the world championship yet. Uh, we know how to win. Uh, we know how to train to win. We have the we have the right people, um, but we have not crossed the threshold winning playoff games. And um, and it's extremely disappointing to be sitting here talking about it. Um, but you know. I know how to win, and and uh, we will get over that threshold. Uh, I have total confidence in it, and, and that's why I'm standing here today. All right, Stephen A. Bart and D. Wood here for this one. Damian, I'm going to start with you. Should Dallas fans feel better or worse after that press conference? Worse. I mean, listen, there was nothing – First of all, there's nothing that Mike McCarthy could say in that particular moment that make Dallas fans feel any better or feel in any 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 kind of way that they're closer to a world championship. 
after you just got dismantled on national TV by the youngest team in the National Football League in the Green Bay Packers, okay? This is the same Dallas Cowboys. Everyone wants to talk about, oh, well, look at all the statistics. Look at all the accolades, the individual accolades the Dallas Cowboys got. Dak Prescott had MVP-type stats. You know, C.D. Lamb, you could make the case for Offensive Player of the Year. All the all-pros that they had on both sides of the ball. All of that so you can get totally destroyed by the Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love. I mean, they look totally outcoached, totally outclassed. They look like they weren't ready, ready to play from the beginning. And so a lot of that is on coaching. And so for anyone out there that talks about Mike McCarthy and bringing back Mike McCarthy was the right, right idea, was the smart thing to do, a lot of this has to do with continuity. We hear that word all the time, continuity, continuity, continuity. But, boy, sometimes you know this, man. Sometimes you, you understand it. Some people come into your life for a season, okay? <laughs> and I look at it, I look at Mike McCarthy and what he's Preach. done for the Dallas Cowboys. He's been there for, for a certain season. But sometimes you got to bring somebody in there to elevate you above what's been going on with Dallas. Because I can tell you right now, yes, he's accumulated a lot of regular season, you know, wins. But that's not what it's about when it comes to the star in, in, in down in Dallas. Down there, it's about championships. We've heard uh, Jerry Joe. That's what the owners talked about. The owners said it. The owners said, listen, we want to win championships. I don't have much time left. Okay, so if yeah. you talk about you don't have much time left, what is Mike McCarthy doing to bring to get you closer to a championship? I haven't seen it. There haven't been any much playoff success. So as far as bringing him back, I'm just not a fan of it. I mean, when you talk about is it about championships, it hasn't been about championships in a long time. It's been about winning the offseason, winning the back pages, right? For me, you talk about bringing in a championship. You got a championship program, but you don't have a championship culture because it's too comfortable over there, right? And I think going with, 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 with McCarthy is just keeping it comfortable, it's keeping things as the status quo. They need to get uncomfortable over there because this isn't about – this isn't isolated to just a McCarthy thing. This is a Jason Garrett thing. Right, so this lets me know it's not about the coaches per, per se. It's about the environment that's cultivated over there. Everybody's a little bit too comfortable. Everybody gets and appreciates everything that comes with wearing a star, but they don't understand what it's like to be immortalized. They don't understand how to live up to the standard that, that uh, Jimmy Johnson uh, set, that Emmitt Smith set, that the playmakers set. Right? You, it's crazy that I saw more passing than Jimmy Johnson. I was concerned, man. I thought Jimmy Johnson was going to have a heart attack or a stroke during halftime. But he had more passion, more heart than everybody on that roster had. And this was, you, you know, it, and it was said from um, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman from the start, something seems off with Dallas today. And when, when the pressure gets, you know, high, it seems like Dak Prescott strengths. And they got to have a real conversation about giving this man $60 million because we talk about that credit card bill being due and talking about paying all these guys, you know, top of the market. You know, that means for CeeDee Lamb, he's going to ask for more than what Tyreek Hill got. That means Michael Parsons. That means he's going to ask for more than what um, Nick Bosa got. That's, that means that you won't be able to fill some of these holes, these major holes that you have. You better bring some high-character, tough guys in here, man, because these guys are not they're, – they're, they're not strong or mentally or physically when it comes down to it. And, you know, you know you got to win with toughness. This team is built like, you know, the Phoenix Suns. This is this team that's, that's great during the regular season. But tell me what the record is when it's against teams that have above 500 records. Their record is, is, is below 500. So they got to do something about the culture. I think this is status quo. I don't expect anything to change. I was incredibly disappointed 
with Jerry Jones electing to keep Mike McCarthy because I felt lied to. I felt the world was lied to. When we bring up his mortality, and I saw people a bit uncomfortable with you, Bart Scott, this morning, when you were bringing up his mortality, you were right, they were wrong. Because you weren't bringing up his mortality as you were trying to push him into the grave. You were acknowledging that Jerry Jones keeps bringing up his own mortality and the fact that he believes he's closer to the end. He is the one who has said that. He is the one who has attached a level of urgency to it. He is the one that said he would give anything to win another Super Bowl before his days are over. That wasn't Bart Scott doing that or anybody else. That was Jerry Jones himself. And so to know that and to know that you messed up for nine and a half years with Jason Garrett as your coach and to just show the popularity of the NFL, of the Dallas Cowboys specifically, not to knock him because I think he does a good job on NBC. But considering what his record was as head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, how the hell you get the job on NBC? That's a different question for another day, okay? Because I saw in the nine plus years that Jason Garrett was the head coach, four times he finished eight and eight. Another couple of times he finished below 500 and about three or four times he had a winning record. Okay, and so I'm looking at this and I'm saying you were supposed to learn your lesson and you bring in a Super Bowl champion coach in Mike McCarthy, who's now 14 years and counting, chasing his second Super Bowl between him and Bill Parcells, Super Bowl champions at head coach. Your, your playoff record is a combined one and five. Here's my thing, though. Having said that, in terms of my disappointment with Jerry Jones and electing to stay with this as opposed to going all out to getting somebody like uh, Bill Belichick, who's a six-time champion, who you know would make folks uncomfortable and would be about accountability when it came to the players. Here's my problem. I cannot tell you how utterly disgusted I was when I almost lost it at the end of first take yesterday, when I heard Mike McCarthy said, yeah, yeah, championship culture here. I'm like, what, what the hell is he talking about? I think they should have literally grabbed him off the podium and took him for a drug test. I think they should have took him for a drug test instantly because it made no sense to me. How could you possibly say that you got back to back to back 12 win seasons and you're the first team in NFL history that's had three 12 win seasons and you can't sit up there and get to a conference championship games. Now let's take into account history, the merger from 1970 to 1995, the Dallas Cowboys won five of eight Super Bowls they were in. 14 NFC Championship Games appearances in 26 years. And ain't been back since. Ain't been back since. What type of damn championship culture are you talking about? What the hell is that about? I don't recall that. He has nothing to do with it. And so when I'm looking at him and I'm looking at a guy who can coach, who has won a Super Bowl championship, who has gotten, the, who did get the Green Bay Packers to four conference championship games. So give credit where credit is due. For you to sit up there and say you know how to win when you've got the last four years to lean on the show that you must have forgot was really, really appalling to me. And when you take into account the fact that you've been coaching for 17 years, your, star, your quarterbacks, how many people can say this, y'all? Your quarterbacks in your entire career, 17 years as a head coach, was Brett Favre, Hall of Famer, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers will be a Hall of Famer, and Dak Prescott. Those are your starting quarterbacks.
and you have one Super Bowl title, one Super Bowl appearance to show for it. I'm sorry. You can't be talking like that, especially after you just got beat, beat down. You were down 48. I want to hear no final score of 48-32. You were down 48-16 <laughs> to a team that you were favored against with six minutes left in the fourth quarter against a quarterback playing in his very first playoff game and against a defense that was getting their ass kicked on several occasions this 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 season and and they boat raced you to use Jeff Saturday's phrase I mean that's just disgraceful for him to utter those words you got a championship culture here we just haven't gotten over a championship culture that's what you said ridiculous ridiculous Stephen A listen I I think for me I, I want everybody to know this like, I'm not sitting here calling Mike McCarthy a scrub. Right. He's not a scrub. He's he a good coach. coach. He's a good, good coach. coach. Not but great. He's, he's a good coach. But my, here's my question. Like, we constantly talk about with Dallas, you know, they talk about a standard, a championship standard. What, my question would be, what has Mike McCarthy done to get the Dallas Cowboys closer to a championship. Yeah. I'm not talking about all these guys that statistically have had great seasons. We know that. Yeah. We know Dak has played great. We know CeeDee Lamb has played great. All of those guys. But then in the moment of truth, they come out and lay an egg. And a lot of it has to go back to coaching. And that's why I sit here and say Mike McCarthy is not the guy to get you over the hump to get to get you to a championship. Well, I just think it's negligence not to bring in some of these great coaches that we know have been able to coach at a high level, to bring them in and just see what they would do and how they see the Cowboys. It's good to get that data, even if you decide to go with Mike McCarthy. And we talk about, listen, when you look at you know, Tony Dungy, right? He was in Tampa and they were a, a, a model of consistency. But it took John Gruden to get him over the hump. We're talking about winning championships, not about, you know, being a stable organization. It's, like, it's about going from good to great. And sometimes you got to make people uncomfortable, and you do that by changing everybody. All right. The Cowboys have won 42 regular season games with great. Mike McCarthy um, since he's taken over, but they've only won one playoff game. Let's get back to the playoff action that's happening this weekend because it's time for sportsbook predictions. And we start in Baltimore. Bart, I'm going to start with you on this one. Will Lamar Jackson have more or less than 226 and a half passing yards against the Texans? I'm going to go less. I think Lamar Jackson is going to throw the ball. I think he's going to get a couple of touchdowns. But I think this is when he, he's been waiting all year to be able to use his legs and do any means necessary. I think it was important for him to make it through a regular season, which he hadn't done in two years, so that he can be, get to this point. And now he's going to unleash hell. He's heard all the critics. He's heard everything said about him. He knows that he was, a, he was up for two first-round draft picks and nobody said they would even take it. What do you think about him now? I'm going less, but he's going to do more. They're going to try to contain him in the pocket. And you got these receivers that you went out and get and gotten in the offseason, including OBJ and obviously Zay Flowers is no joke. We see the weapons that you have available to, them, you, to you along with the new offensive coordinator. You better throw for more than 226 yards. You didn't say 326. It's 226 yards. Damn it, he better because C.J. Stroud's going to throw for more than 226 yards. I can guarantee you that. All right, Bart, will Christian McCaffrey have more or less than 92 and a half rushing yards at home against the Packers? Be the man. Chris McCaffrey going to eat. He's, he's the biggest uh, cheat code that we have in, in this weekend's game. You talk about this Green Bay defense. Let's not get it twisted. You heard Stephen say, Stephen, they tell you in the first segment how much they struggle. And I think they're going to struggle because they're going to go against a team that's complete and physical at the point of attack. And I think Chris McCaffrey's going to eat. So I'm definitely going more. 
I'm going more as well, but only because Christian McCaffrey is gifted. He's that brother. I think that Green Bay will try to key on a run and dare Brock Purdy to throw the football because I think they believe that's a better option uh, uh, for them, for him throwing, having to throw the football rather than Christian McCaffrey running all over them. So I think they're going to stack the box a little bit, try to make it difficult. But Christian McCaffrey is too gifted. He'll find a way to get more than 92 and a half yards. Okay, to the Bucks, Bart, how about Mike Evans? Will more. he have more or less than 69 and a half receiving yards versus the Lions? I love my what up does, man, but man, that <laughs> secondary is so suspect. This is a bad matchup for them, and I think the Lions are going to try to make sure they run the ball to keep that offense, that defense off the field. But Mike Evans, you know, eats against everybody. 1,000 yards, 10 straight years. This guy's magnificent. I don't think the Lions can slow him down. There may be a shootout, but I, I definitely think that Mike Evans is going to eat. I agree with you there, but it's not as it's not as definitive. I'm not going to be as definitive as you because I think that the Lions, because they know they might be a little bit weak in the secondary, will key on him and dear somebody else to beat them other than a Mike Evans. Not to say that they can't, uh, but definitely, you know, you he's he's the ultimate dude that you want to contain, and I think that that's the way they're going to look at it. So they'll key on Mike Evans, but the brother's gifted. He'll find a way to get 69 and a half yards, and if he doesn't, it won't be because of him. It'll be because of the pressure they apply. Hutchinson and those boys apply to Baker Mayfield and you don't have time to get it to him. I think that's the only way to neutralize Mike Evans in this game. Okay, last but not least, the defending champs will Patrick Mahomes have more or less than 261 and a half passing yards against in his first road playoff game in Buffalo. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I think Patrick Mahomes uh, goes more because I think he's going to be chasing points. Because uh, I think that you know Buffalo is going to have a good plan, and I think you know Patrick's going to have to try and throw the ball because they're going to try and make sure that they don't get ran against with Pacheco eating and setting the tone, trying to make them one-dimensional. I agree with you because they're going to throw the football. They're going to throw it a lot. They're not going to be running uh, you know, a significant amount of times with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes back there and with receivers showing, at least for one playoff game, that they actually were going to do their job and catch the ball. I think because of that, I think you'll see Patrick Mahomes spreading the wealth around, throwing to a bevy of receivers, relying on Travis Kelsey when necessary because that's his ultimate reliable weapon. But I think he's going to throw the football significantly more than they're going to run the football. And by default, it's going to be for more than 260 yards. All right, we'll leave it there. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited double miles on every purchase every day, and you can use those miles on any travel purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5X miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. Your next trip is closer than you think with the Venture Card from Capital One. Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to First Take, coming to you live from the seaport, brought to you by Chase. All right, on Sunday, we get Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Bucks headed to Detroit to take on the Lions in the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. The postseason has been defined by second chances for the Bucks. First, getting a shot to avenge a week three loss against the Eagles, and they will now get a chance for redemption against the Lions team that beat them 20 to 6 in week six. We got Bart, D. Wood, and Stephen A. here. Stephen A., I'm going to start with you on this one. Do you think that Baker Mayfield can lead the Bucks over the Lions this time around? Hell no. Can't see it Mm -mm. because I think that you're going to have to put up a significant chunk of points to beat this Detroit Lions team. They can run the football. They can throw the football. I mean, Ross St. Brown, I mean, we we know that this brother can ball. We know that Jared Goff has guided the team to a Super Bowl, and he's looked even better now than he ever looked in the Los Angeles Rams uniform as far as I'm concerned. I'm looking at the the personnel that they have. I'm looking at them being a top-five team in the NFL in points per game, yards per game, and red zone efficiency. So let's not forget all of that. And only the second team in the history of the NFL to have four players score at least 10 touchdowns. That's David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs, Amara St. Brown, and obviously Sam Laporta, who I thought was going to be out but ended up playing last game as well. Didn't make a bunch of noise statistically, but he was in the lineup, so give credit where credit is due. And I'm just looking at it and I'm questioning whether or not Tampa Bay is going to be able to do a good job of disrupting golf. I know that Todd Bowles is going to blitz coming off the bus. Makes no mistake about it. He blitzed 54% of the snaps uh, this year. Uh, there's no doubt that he's coming and he's going to bring the rain. But golf is experienced enough, and I think that they'll be able to offset whatever Tampa throws in their direction to the point where they'll be able to put up at least 30 points. Can Baker Mayfield and Tampa Bay do it? I believe Tampa Bay has the personnel to do it outside of Baker Mayfield, but I believe Baker Mayfield himself, who I will give a lot of credit for, he has looked good as this season has waned. This is the third time, second time rather, he's guided a team to the postseason. I will give credit where credit is due. He is not a scrub by any stretch of the imagination, and I think he's proven that he belongs to being a starter in the NFL, at least at this particular juncture. But do I believe they're going to go to Detroit? That city, as hyped as they were last week, as hyped as they are now, keep in mind, guys, and BS, you know where I'm going with this. The Detroit Lions before last weekend had one playoff victory since 1957. Mm -hmm. One. And one, and that was over 30 years ago in 1991 or 92. They were so hyped. And could you imagine how they are 60 minutes away from a trip to the NFC Championship game? That crowd, that environment is going to be bananas. They're going to be ready. They're going to be hyped. And I think it's entirely too much to expect Baker Mayfield to overcome. I hope I'm wrong, but I, I, I'm going to say yes. Any, like I, I once famously said, anybody can be beat, right? So you talk about what do you need to be beat, right? You need to be able to pack your run game. Now, Tampa doesn't run the ball as good. 
But, you know, the Lions are truly deficient in the secondary, and, and Aaron Glenn is doing the best he can to try and slow team, teams down. You know, you, you look about what that game would have been if Stafford was able to be effective in the red zone. You know, you talk about the, the multiple trips. They moved the ball down there, and they came up with the plays at the right time. But you talk about you have two elite receivers on the outside, and then you have two suspect corners on the outside when you think about the Lions. Also, when you talk about, you know, golf, when he did struggle, struggle this year, throwing multiple inter- interceptions, it was against teams that gets pressure in his face. Now, it's hard to get pressure in his face when you consider that they have one of the best offensive lines. So how do you do that? You add people to the rush. Last week, Jalen Hurts had no answer for the blitz package that Ty Bowles put together. And the difference is this time, Ty Bowles is seeing this offense for the second time. We understand that they, the, the Lions are very physical at the point of attack, but Vita Vea and, 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 and Ghost and all those guys, they, they're, they're not easy to run against as well. So you talk about you know, with that blitz package, you know, pressure bust pipes. They also make diamonds. We'll see what Jared Goss made out of this week because it's a week-to-week league. Yeah, listen, I want to say I'm going to agree with Bar. I'll say yes. Uh, I'm not picking, the, not picking the Bucks to do it, but they have a, they'll have an opportunity uh, for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's always hard. It's hard to beat people twice in one season. You know, after you see them one time, you get a feel for what, what they did to you the first time, the adjustments that you can make. So I believe Todd Bowles and company will have some, uh, some, some new wrinkles and things that they're going to throw at the Detroit Lions. And then ultimately, this, the second thing, the second biggest point is, Again, uh, that Detroit Lions secondary. This is, this is a secondary that's given up the most explosive plays of any team in the National Football League. Okay? And now you're talking about going up against a wide receiver core that has Mike Evans and Chris Godwin uh, and Trey Palmer. Like, they got – the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have some legitimate weapons on the outside that can exploit – not only exploit, but get huge chunks of yards – Against the, against this defense. Now they're going to listen. This, they're going to have a, they're going to have their hands full with this this rushing attack and this offensive line for the Detroit Lions. But I'm telling you that Detroit Lions defense, particularly secondary, boy, they're going to have their hands full against Mike Evans and company. Aiden Hutchinson, three game multi sack streak, seven sacks in three games. So let's remember that about Aiden Hutchinson. He's going to be all over the place. It's going to be a problem for Baker Mayfield. I will say this. I was wrong about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I said 54%. 41% blitzed on 41% of dropbacks by opposing quarterbacks in the league. It was still third in the league, but nevertheless, it was 41% as opposed to 54%. But I think that, and not only that, Jared Goff has committed about seven turnovers against the Blitz this year. So I guess when you look at it from that perspective, Tampa Bay's defense could un- come up with some big plays potentially to make things a bit interesting. But if you're asking me if it's going to be Baker and Baker's going to exploit this defense, I find it hard-pressed to believe that's going to be the case, particularly in this environment. I just don't mm-hmm. believe it. I want to ask you guys something really quick, Damian. I've already asked you this before on Center. So we spent so much time calling Tampa Bay Tom Tampa Bay. Why don't we call it Tampa Baker? <laughs> because he hasn't I earned it. What I mean, I you know, know you're trying to be sense. funny, okay. Christine. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, 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 excuse, excuse me, excuse me. Tom Brady is a seven-time champion. Baker Mayfield doesn't even have that many playoff victories. I feel like once we called, once we named Baker no. starter in Tampa, no. Tampa Bay. 
Don't let me tell the audience right. about you. Don't let me tell the audience about you. Right. Okay. All right, let's go to break. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply.